Hey guys, I am super, super excited for this podcast. I have one of my best friends on with me, Lizzie Avison. She was my roommate back in high school, and we had so much fun and caused so much trouble, and I've stayed in touch with her. She was a phenomenal hockey player. She played through college and then went on to pro, and now she's going on to coaching. So listen to us talk about our young childhood mischiefs and shenanigans that we got into and also listen to her talk about her experience as a hockey player and give us a little bit more insight into what it's like to be a a woman's professional hockey player so enjoy this podcast thank you how have you been okay so you were road tripping with your mom or what were you doing i literally like quarantine i was like i'm fucking sick of sitting here so i left and went to colorado to see a college roommate or just like teammate and we went hiking and camping and i hung out for a while and then my mom met me there and then we drove through wyoming to south dakota and like saw mount rushmore and devil's tower and like everything and then went to yellowstone and did that for a few days and then came home yeah, and we're going to go to the Redwoods next week. Oh, so you're coming up here or where? What Redwoods? Um, all the, like, up north, north of California. Okay. Gotcha. But I'll be driving back to Boston in about a month, a little less than a month. So I'll probably make my way. I definitely am going to try and make my way through. Utah. Yes. My brother and I did the road trip from Utica back to California with my car. And we went like way out of the way to go to Mount Rushmore. (laughs) And we got there, had to pay $7 to get in. And then we got to the like view spot and it was so foggy and cloudy that you couldn't even see it. Like we've (laughs) been to Mount Rushmore, but we've never even seen it. Oh, that's the worst. I know. We, when we got there, they, we were like going to do a hike around everything and just like hang out for a while. And we got in and all the trails were blocked off. So like you can literally walk up to like the first viewing area and then it's just all fences. So like you can't go anywhere. And there's like every picture, there's fencing in the background. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like I've seen it, but... Was it hard for you to travel right now with coronavirus? Like, was a lot of hotels closed and stuff? No, everything's open. Like, in Wyoming, coronavirus isn't a thing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Like, people in the stores that are working are wearing masks, but everyone else isn't. And they're just, like, acting like it's not there. And, like, we camped most of the time, but the hotels were open. Like, nobody said anything about corona but then once you get to california from vegas getting to california all the bathrooms are shut at the stores you can't do anything everyone's wearing masks so it's it's interesting how to see like i don't know just like the different political views are like affecting people not thinking that it's there it's clearly there there are thousands and thousands of people dying it was nuts but my mom and I were like super safe the whole time because like we don't I'm not risking that but there were so many people on the road really yeah everyone's camping right now because they can't go we can't go anywhere so everyone's just like sticking around when we were at Yellowstone we literally saw all but five license plates from 45 different states we saw in one day Damn, my my boyfriend's dad just went to Yosemite this week and he was like, no one is there. Like, because all the foreign people from out of the country come and he's like, everyone canceled their reservation. So it's empty. That's good news for me. Yeah, I know. That's insane. Yeah, there was, I was shocked to see how many people were up there. Like we went camping at like a KOA. It's like a, I don't know if you know what they are, but yeah, the place was fucking massive and it was filled with people. Damn, I would not expect that. Yeah, it was nuts. Was that your first time at Yellowstone? Yeah. How was it? It was so nice. The weather was really, like it was turning to the worst. So we had to do everything in a day that we could and get out so it was supposed to snow and then rain all day are you home now yeah i got home two days ago how was was australia my heart hurt thinking about it it was so 
It was amazing. It was everything that I needed. It was the best. My job, I worked 20 hours a week. I got paid so well. And I was doing um, disability social work. So I was mm-hmm. just at the girl's house and just did daily things for her and helped her out. And she got paid through the state. So she just paid her staff so well. I would have practice one day a week, work out one day a week with the team, and then go to the beach every day because I could. <laughs> That's and it was so somewhere. nice. It was the best. I had my own apartment too. The other imports were building with families and I was I'm not living with a 15-year-old. I want to be I want to get weird and hang out with people and like get drunk and Yeah. That's what I did and it was the best. And I'm that's so awesome. sad to be back. Are you going to go back to Australia for another season or you don't think so? It they're talking about the season for next year and they don't really know what's going to happen. So it's just kind of everything's up in the air but this next season, I'm not going to. I'm just going to move back to Boston. I got a job coaching, actually. So I'll be doing that. Who are you coaching for? The Shamrocks. Really? Yeah. The 14 team. So it's not like crazy, but it's my first time coaching. It'll be fun. I'm really excited. That's awesome. Do you know who but, you're coaching with? Are you going to be the head coach or how's that I'm working? Okay. And one of the girls I went to college with, she got in contact with them and said how much she wanted to help out with any team or anything, just like be part of the program. And they told me about it when I was having my interview last week. And I was like, I'll take her as my assistant coach. Because the younger age groups at the Shamrocks have not had good years in the past. Five years have just been awful. So they're trying really hard to have a good season this year. Hopefully that I can do that. Yeah, good luck. Do you have a place out there? Are you going to be with roommates? I actually just signed an apartment the other day. It's right in Dorchester where I was living before I left. So that'll be good. It'll be different, but hopefully good. How exciting making big moves. I know. Just going back (laughs) to what's comfortable, I guess. Yeah, because you were in Boston for how many years? Five years? Six. Six years. Five. No, five. Yeah, five years. I don't know. Five years. We'll say five. Yeah. Because I did three years of college and then two post years playing pro there and then Australia. I think it'd be fun to be in Boston. At least like when we went out with you, it was so much fun. That area. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) There's just so much to do. There's so many people around. And I don't I feel like I didn't do it right when I was there. And I realized when I left, I was just I wasn't hanging out with the right people is really what it came down to. I'll be, and I know, now I know like who I should be hanging out with and they're all still there. Cause you were hanging out with like the college people or just the wrong group of friends or something or what? Not a good guy. Oh yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> two years and he started dating my best friend and then they moved to Texas together. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm going to Australia. So you guys can suck it. <laughs> Oh, that's the worst. Petty, but whatever. And then they were connected to Lincoln. So, like, everyone at Lincoln knew. And I was like, this sucks. Like, I'm not about it. Hockey fell apart. So I was like, I'm just going to go. That was great. But now I'm stuck at home. And that is not great. Have you been playing any roller hockey? No. I like I got new wheels and I was skating a bit. But I haven't, like, done anything hockey related. I just started, actually, I'm going to start training for a marathon. Not like a specific marathon, but I'm going to train so that I can do a marathon. Do you want to pick one and do it together? Because literally right before coronavirus happened, I signed up for my first half marathon. I trained for like two months to a month. I kind of forget. And it was like that Wednesday that I got the call that the race was canceled because of coronavirus. And it was supposed to be that Sunday. So I did all this training. And then two days before the race, it got canceled. Why would they wait that long to cancel it when, like, Corona's been... No, it was in March. It was, like... Oh, no way! Yeah, I think I was supposed to run it, like, March 18th or something, and it got canceled on, like, the 15th. Of course. Of course. But, yeah, I'm so down to do that. I think it'd be good to finally, like, work for something. Like, hockey, you train your whole life to, like, work for something, and now it's gone. No, I am so goal-oriented. In my head, like, I don't just, like, work out or eat well just on the regular and it makes my boyfriend so mad I'm like no I have to have a goal and something to work for to motivate me it's like you can do all these things but then what's the point like it's just day after day like you need like an end date like a Mm -hmm. end goal and then once you get there it's like okay well then what's next I like it we should totally sign up for one yeah I'm down that'd be so good (laughs) (laughs) okay 
So I was just thinking about how I met you, like the first time I met you. And it was when we were all going to Natty Camp one summer. And I forget why we were all in the same airport. Like maybe it was our connecting flight or something. But it was like me. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Do you remember? Now. (laughs) It was you, me, and Bridget. And you and Bridget were like looked so cute and like had your shit together and had makeup on and then I was still like 14 year old me and like guy gym shorts and like baggy shirt I'm like oh my god what am I going to I look so ugly and I'm sitting next to these two beautiful girls (laughs) please and that was the first time I ever met you I was like shit I'm with Lizzie Avison and Bridget Baker (laughs) maybe like we were at like the airport going home after camp no it was before camp before camp yeah it was on the way there Oh my god. That was so long ago. That was like, what year is it? You look at your watch. (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) Give me the timeline. Oh my god, dude. That's right. Isn't that crazy to think about? And then we were roommates at the same prep school across the country. Mind-blowing, honestly. (laughs) Do you keep up with anyone from New Hampton? I know there's a lot more people in Boston there um i like message maggie here and there um i before i left australia i was hanging out with sheckman really yeah <laughs> we weren't like doing anything but he came into lincoln a couple times when i was working i was like oh hey dude like how's it going whatever and he we just like kind of talked a little bit and then one day he's like do you want to go on this boat cruise there's this dj playing and i was like fuck yeah that sounds so fun and so i went to hang out with him and like literally hadn't seen the kids since prep school or like hung we never really hung out or anything so we got on this boat cruise and all of his friends were like are you guys dating and I was like I haven't seen this motherfucker in five years like (laughs) no we're not dating I'm just having fun and then he just like kept trying to like want to hook up whatever and I was like dude nah (laughs) not happening um but we like still talk so when I go back to Boston I'll go hang out with him who else oh i saw laney little she was at lincoln with hannah fiore and what's the mcmahon girl k mcmahon yeah yeah yeah. he was there i didn't say hi to any of them it was a day that shackman was there and he's like yeah like these they're over there and i was like awesome i'll make sure to not go over there (laughs) (laughs) i've seen matt dean in south boston drinking yeah we saw him that one time that i was there yeah. And he was getting kicked out of the bar. I hadn't yeah. seen him in years. And literally, we're walking in, and the bouncers are carrying him out. And I'm like, Very wait, well. like, I know that kid. That's okay. That I remember that. Oh, that's so funny. I've also seen, oh, what's Malcolm? He was mm-hmm. at Lincoln once. And I was just, like, walking around working. One of the staff came up to me, and they're like, there's this guy at, like, this table, and he says he knows you. And I look over, and he's, like, peeking his head over the <laughs> banister. And I was like, what the fuck? And I walk over, it's Malcolm. And I'm like, hey. <laughs> dude like fucking weirdo but that's pretty much it steven's been like in boston a lot but he blew me off like three times after asking me to hang out i was like okay i'm done like agreeing to see you like nothing's gonna happen i don't know why it's like so weird for you to follow through with what you're saying which is i'm fine with not talking to him oh and riley messages me sometimes riley west remember him yeah, I do. It took me a second. You said Riley. I'm like, I don't know what Riley. But then you throw the last name in there. I'm like, how could I forget that kid? Riley West. Yeah. Oh, and Jenny. I see Jenny a lot. Really? She's like one of my great friends. That's awesome. Yeah. What's she do in Boston? She's an EMT. Oh, okay. That's kind of yeah. badass. She's like, yeah, she's killing it at life. <laughs> she's doing good. She's still, still a bitch, but that's just Jenny. So Okay, the next question I wrote down for you. I have a whole list. I'm trying to like outline my things oh, better. Is this um this is recording? I should probably stop swearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Right, I'll, give you, I'll give you good I'll give you good answers. All right. I love it. Okay, so I thought it would be funny to talk about Kathy. And anyone that's in the Ducks organization now, because they'll probably be like, oh, my God, she's the exact same. But was Kathy actually that scary when you played for her? She was more intimate. If you didn't stick up for yourself, then she would come at you harder. So the people that kind of stood their ground, she wouldn't try to tear down. She kind of had she did it in a way of trying to build confidence for people. Okay. Um, When I played for her. 
she would make fun of the way that I skated, the way that I played, and she would call me out in the locker room in front of everyone about my positioning and... Like, I used to have, like, an, my arm used to be, like, this, like, super close, like a chicken wing. So she called me chicken all the time. Yeah. And everyone, like, everyone caught on board, started calling me chicken and stuff. It it ruined me, honestly. I hadn't, we, that was our second year of national camp or something, and I didn't make it. And I was like, I'm done with hockey. Like, I'm getting made fun of. My coach isn't even helping me. And that was really hard. But after leaving that organization, I found that that's not really how you're how you should be coaching players, especially that age. You know, hopefully she has gotten better at realizing people have feelings and coaching kids that are young. Like you don't want to tear them down. You want to constantly be pumping their tires, you know, make them feel good, make them want to work hard. Because at that point, like I was so shot. I was like, I what's the point? She also doesn't include me in any of the Lady Ducks things that they post and she includes Bridget Baker who played for her for two months I don't know what I did but (laughs) she was always really intimidating and then I don't know if you ever did any of the camps or played for Derek Mm -hmm. Eisler but he those were the two where you were like okay if I'm stepping on their ice I have to be ready to get yelled at (laughs) yeah and you have to like you have to have a stone cold face like you can't show any emotion other than like you want to be there and like you want to be skated sometimes I think it's good to like get that fire under your butt and like read out the people that like really just can't handle it and don't want to be there looking back at that now especially like I know exactly how not to coach (laughs) honestly like that is the last thing that girls that age need they do need that fire but there are so many other ways to go about it and she was just stuck in her ways didn't and wasn't open to learning and understanding other people like she just coached everyone the same i think that's what kind of affected the ducks organization in recent years you know it's not as big as it used to be do you notice how many girls teams there are now in california no there's so many more teams so when i played there was only the two teams in the bay area for girls and then there were like a couple of club hockey teams and i think like two boy high school teams now like every school has a high school team up north several yeah up north and then i've heard of several like girls teams where i'm like wait what are these like teams you're talking about like those weren't a thing when i played that's so much when our basically our year when we left to go to college was kind of it was like at a standstill because there weren't enough players to have these good teams so Mm -hmm. people like me like us we go to prep school because we don't have enough players and if we did have enough players it's so hard to get exposure by having one team in california and constantly having to travel to get exposure so that that's awesome though like i'm i'm happy that it's growing and especially in arizona too like it's all these desert states are growing this ice hockey game like it's nuts yeah i love it so how did you find New Hampton? Did you go there because you felt like you needed better exposure? Yeah, I solely went there to be able to go play hockey in college. Because like the other girls that were in my 95 year, like Bridget Baker, Megan Whitten, like they went to prep school. So I was kind of stuck. I'm like, okay, do I play on this team that has a bunch of younger girls and risk not getting that exposure? Or do I just go to prep school, realistically pay the same amount as it would be to play in California with all the travel or go to a prep school and have a great education, be able to travel around and get this exposure from colleges. And just the overall experience of that was, I would never change that for the world. Like it was the best decision I had made at that time. Definitely. How'd your parents feel about it? Or were they always like supportive of you going across country at such a young age? They were the ones that kind of brought it up to me. It wasn't really in the back of my mind. Like I was just kind of going through the flow of, okay, I'm playing for this team this year, just kind of working my way. And they said, well, these girls are leaving. You have this option of playing with younger girls or like we can send you to prep school. Like I was getting offers from two different prep schools 
And one of them actually recruited me from San Jose at the, uh, I think it was the MLK tournament. That was the first time that it was put in my mind. So I started looking more into it. And they were obviously, my parents have been so supportive throughout my, my entire life, especially my hockey career. Whatever I decided, they would stand behind me no matter what. Like that was a huge thing in making that decision. Because if I made that decision and they didn't want me to go, then I would always have that in the back of my mind that I don't have this support system but I couldn't have had a better one. That's awesome. What about your sister? For her going to college? No, like, do you guys think that you were supportive of each other? Or were you pretty competitive on like, who was the best? It definitely helped that we played different positions and Mm -hmm. different years. But she was looking into going to um, Shattuck St. Mary's. It was way too expensive. She had that birth year here. The 91s had 20 girls that were good. Everyone that wanted to go to college that were in that birth year went to college for hockey. So she had that luxury of being able to stay and play with these girls her entire life, grow with them. I envy that. But she also envies the fact that I was able to leave and go to prep school. So there was always that competition, like who's going where. And I mean, we still we are still like that. Like one of us travels. I went to Australia. She was super jealous about that. But she goes and travels everywhere for her work. And I'm like, it's just kind of our relationship. We're hockey players, you know. And it was just kind of funny that we ended up at the same college, two different paths. And we just kind of collided. It was amazing. That was the only year that we have ever played hockey together. That's awesome. And you guys won that year, right? Yes. Yes, we did. That was the first of the dynasty. And it was amazing. But I wouldn't, I actually, I left after that year. I pretty much went to Plattsburgh to play with her. And that Mm -hmm. was after New Hampton when I'm recruiting or trying to find a place to go to college. Like I always knew like Plattsburgh was the place to be because she was there. And I think that made my transition from prep school to college so easy because it was just kind of handed to me and then once she left it was in my hands now and I felt that it was the best decision to leave Plattsburgh start a life somewhere else and that was the best decision I made is it yeah were you just not happy there was it the hockey or like what was it? Uh, coaching was an issue. The girls were great. Like I had no problem with the girls on the team, but it came down to just the college aspect of Plattsburgh. I didn't like the campus. I didn't like just the structure of everything. It kind of, it felt like a prison to me. There's a lot of concrete, nothing else is around. You have like your set schedule of, you can literally work out in the morning, class, lunch, hockey, class, homework and as much as that is like a college routine at UMass it was so much different I think it was because I had that aspect of it not being a commuter school or not being a dormitory school so everyone commutes you live your life but then you also have your college and your hockey so I had that balance and that's what I was really missing from Plattsburgh that's nice so you didn't mind the fact that the school had no dorms because I always thought that was so crazy we had this um apartment building right across the way and then a big like living gated area and most of the a lot of students actually live there most of the athletes actually it was kind of, we it was kind of like dorms but there were no RAs you can do literally do whatever you want and you're right next to Boston like it was a 5 minute train ride to get to the city that's so there were work opportunities there were we lo- we were right on the water so there they had this um kayak canoe rental for UMass students so you just go up to it give them your ID and you can take a boat out, boat out and just hang out. Like it was, they had so many resources that Plattsburgh didn't have. That was also one of the major reasons as to why I went there. And you liked your coaches and team at UMass Boston? I have never had such a genuine coach. She cared about everyone. The way that she spoke to us and as a team and individually, she made sure that we were okay in our personal life. And if things, if we looked off on the ice, she knew that something was going on and she wasn't afraid to call us into her office and say, hey, what's up? You can talk to me. And I think that's, she shaped how I am as a player. Zai used to be very head, head hot. I was angry a lot when things didn't go my way. Like, you could visibly see how angry I was on the ice. She taught me discipline. She taught me how to be calm, how to be a leader. I wish I had learned that so much sooner. I was thankful that I learned that my sophomore junior and was able to have a good junior senior year and be able to try out for a pro team and make it and travel with that. And I 
that would have never happened if I didn't have her as a coach. It's a really nice thing to say. So I was kind of curious about that. I've actually, I've gotten a lot of questions about like, what's the process to get onto a girl's pro team and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, I actually don't know because I've never Mm -hmm. tried. So is it kind of like going to college where like you're more getting recruited and they're sending like seeing highlight tapes or is it like, like you said, a tryout? It's a tryout. You Mm -hmm. have to enter a draft. When I was playing for the CWHL, we everyone that wanted to play for the league would enter a draft. You had the choice of which team or teams you would like to be drafted to. So if you say you want to go to Boston, you can't get drafted to Canada. Okay. So you pick you pick your region that you would like to go to. At the draft, they will every name that is in the pot gets put on a team. And then from that stage, you go to the tryout. And they at the CWHL, we had like a three day tryout of our skate, our off ice, and they kind of just made their cuts by day. So after the first day, they'll say, unfortunately, these people are not selected to come to the next tryout. So then if you make it, you come the next day and the next day until they make their final decision. They have their 25 active roster, but they also have reserves. So there can be 30, 35 people on a team. And you're constantly fighting every practice to be on that active roster. So nothing was set in stone ever. Like you weren't ever guaranteed a spot. It all depended on your attitude, how you showed up and what you were capable of. It was hard, but it was amazing to be able to play against people that I played D3. So it was nice to play against people that were playing D1 that were Olympians. And this opportunity wasn't just for them. People that played D3 still have that opportunity It's all about how hard they want to work. You like decided to stay in Boston the whole time. It wasn't like you didn't try and like put your name in for a different area. No, I think it also came down to the people that were playing in Boston. There were about three girls that actually played with my sister in California when they were 14. So seeing these girls 12 years later playing on the same pro team as them, it was just it was so surreal that because when we were younger, we never there wasn't really a pro team for women like that was never an option. Like college was the last opportunity. Being able to go further was so surreal for everyone, especially since the PWH or the CWHL folded. They started the PWHPA and so many of those girls that played in the CW are part of that solely to make sure that girls that are 14 can shoot for something further than college. That's really exciting to be a part of as well. Just future generations being having these goals that are attainable. I know it adds a whole nother level of motivation to the game, I think, because you get to college and you feel like, oh, I've made it. And then maybe you stall out because you feel like, well, this is kind of the end of my career. Now you can just keep going. Now you can yeah. put like a whole career to it. That's so and nice. most of the girls that are part of the PWHPA are coaching, are um, like athletic trainers and just still involved in the game. And I think that makes such a big difference in it growing because they have such this, they have a huge purpose of yeah, it's not about us right now. It's about the people. It's about the kids. Our careers are kind of heading towards an end, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be, it needs to end sooner for the younger generations. How was um getting the news that the league was going to fold? Like, how did they tell you and how did you feel? It was very sudden. Um, Nobody, I don't, nobody from my team at least ever expected that that was what was going to happen. We had this conference call last April saying we everyone thought that it was going to be the leagues were going to combine, uh, meaning the CWHL and the NWHL. That's not what happened. So it was kind of a, it was a big shock to everyone. And it was more of like, well, what do we do next? What's the next step? And they had this idea that they wanted to put in play, but I don't think that it was thought about more like thoroughly enough to actually Mm -hmm. put into place when they did. So I think the PWHPA is still going to need a couple years to get under themselves to like produce the goal that they want. And it helps that a lot of these girls are following along with that. And how did you end up in Australia I know there's like plenty of foreign teams to play on. I've heard Sweden's a good way to go. But how did you decide on Australia? So I was looking into Europe. The thing about the European leagues is that if you don't have a connection of somebody on a team or know someone that's leaving, then it's really hard to get a position. A lot of the coaches don't like to do the active recruitment of players. They rather just have former players 
advocate for them so that they don't have they can just say okay this girl's good like you should take her and coach will sign so it's really hard to get on a team if you don't have any of those connections so i was looking into sweden germany and austria i had previous college teammates play at those teams and like contacted them and they contacted their coaches and that's kind of the same thing that happened with australia i had college teammate from umass play in sydney for two years after we graduated i just kind of asked her i was like how did you get in contact she's like honestly i just emailed the representative of the league and she sent my email out to all the teams and then whatever team kind of responded was what she was leaning towards so i basically did that i sent my email to the head of the league she sent it to all the teams and then i had melbourne and adelaide actually respond back to me saying they needed an import forward so i went through that process of sending them my highlight video my hockey resume and just kind of waited to back to see what they would say melbourne was more they didn't really respond quickly they said that they had multiple players trying to fill this one spot and when i got into contact with adelaide he gave me a phone call he talked up the league he talked up the team he talked up the location and after 40 minutes on a phone call with him i was like okay send me the papers like i'm sold i'm looking to continue my career and i'd rather go to a team that really needs a player a good forward and something that's going to make an impact on their team rather than going to a team that has all the players that they need. They don't really need help. They're just looking for someone to fill spots. So I think I based my decision off of being needed because I've played on and Melbourne was actually the winning team the last couple of years. And Adelaide has come in last for however long. And I think it also came down to thinking of the winning teams I've played on and the losing teams and how how I felt being on those different sides. So I chose the underdogs and it was very, very sweet beating Melbourne. And it wasn't the final, but it was the semifinal. But it was still so sweet. It was awesome. I bet. Hell yeah, stick it to them. <laughs> I everyone and people on the team were saying like good game lizzie and i'm like how how do you know me (laughs) (laughs) you should just be like remember the name (laughs) it was funny but it was definitely worth it being a part of such a closer knit team than being on a team that's like bound to win it was good i saw that you had a picture with courtney while you were out there yes oh yes courtney so for the first two weekends of games perth she was playing on perth came down to adelaide play together and i hung out with her afterwards a little bit and then us traveling to perth the next weekend got to see a little bit of how she lives where she's from it was just funny to see a a friendly face all the way on the other side of the world actually play against her not how we haven't played together since prep school pretty much it was awesome so it wasn't a lot of the same people I thought it would correlate since the um, CWHL just closed that it would be a lot of the same girls out there there were two girls that played on Sydney that had just graduated college so they were those imports and most of the imports for Melbourne were already there I think they got maybe one import it was mostly the same team as the past season and then in Perth actually Courtney was the main import and then there was also this girl Nora McLean she went to Yukon and I had met her a month before we were going to Australia she's good friends with my good friends and we just happened to meet up last summer she's like I'm going to Perth I'm "I'm going to Adelaide that's so wild so we just kind of kept in contact and saw each other when we were there she actually works for the Shamrocks as well so I'm gonna go coach for the same organization as her crazy how small the hockey world is it is and I kind of love it I honestly love it because you can yeah you can meet like say like I'm in a dog park in the most random place ever like Nebraska if I hear that this person plays hockey or their kid plays hockey then automatically I have so much to talk to them about because it's like everyone knows the same teams the same clubs the same Mm -hmm. players They all go through the same kind of, not the same route, but everyone kind of has that same idea of everything. And it's, or they know people of people of people that know you. Like, yeah, exactly. It's insane. (laughs) It's, it's awesome. That is awesome. So side note, I have been trying to get a logo going for this whole project. I hired like one girl to do it. And she was like, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to send you the thing tonight so you can see it. And it had already been like two weeks since I hired her. And then she just started ghosting me. I'm like, okay, (laughs) cool. 
And then so I went online and I hired this like freelance guy from India to make a logo for me. And he just sent me this. Can you see it? It's so cute. It says Tour de Force. And then it's got like a little pinup hockey girl. But the thing is that she's wearing a Boston Bruins jersey. I'm like, okay, well, if this thing actually gets big, like I can't let her wear that jersey because I'm pretty sure I'll get sued. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm trying to think of new colors for this jersey. So what do you think like a sick like jersey coloring would be? I think personally, I think you should go with the kind of colors that you've already posted with Tour de France, like the Sharks colors. Yeah. With the teal and the black, kind of like, I don't know, I like it. Okay, that's what I'll do then, because I've been looking at this all morning, and I'm like, it looks so sick, but yeah. it's literally the Boston Bruins, and it even has the B on the shoulder. I'm like, no, I'm going to get sued. So instead <laughs> of the Bruins patch, do like a tour de force patch. Yeah, like a little monogram yeah. thing, like PDF. Yeah. I think that would be really cute. That's adorable. What a guy. <laughs> I know I was like thank you like coming through to help out all right so I thought I would try out a new segment with you and just throw out like a word or a phrase and then you tell me like the first story that comes to your mind okay so what is the first story that you think of when I say adrenaline oh god um (laughs) when we at UMass Boston we were it was my junior year. We were at Norwich playing the final game for our league. We just started the NEHC league. So this was the final game to win that. Norwich is notoriously huge. Like, there is a size requirement to get into Norwich, honestly. Like, they're so big, so fast, and just, like, their team has been so consistent throughout the years. So when my teeny tiny team shows up to Norwich, everyone was just pumped up, like, there was no breaking us. We we're like, we are winning this. We are the underdogs. We're going to show up and just prove ourselves. During that game, everyone threw their body into everything. Like everyone had that adrenaline of we are not losing and we're going to do everything that we can, not for us, but the, for the person next to us. I've never felt so shaky, just like motivated to like give everything that I have than I had that game. We ended up winning two nothing. And I have never felt such a rush of accomplishment. Uh, it was so surreal. Like I've won a national championship and winning that game felt so much better than winning a national championship. Just being able to beat the, this amazing team with not saying our team wasn't amazing, but we were small, not as experienced as them in these kind of situations. And we pulled through with everyone feeling the same way. And it was so rewarding. And I don't think that we lost that feeling for years. Like we still talk about that game. And we we zoomed together and we watched we actually watched that game about a month ago and a bunch of the girls were wearing their rings that we got. Everyone was just so hyped, like the same amount of emotions watching it as playing it. It was amazing. It was the like highest adrenaline I've ever had in my entire life. You guys got rings and everything. Like of course you have a ton of adrenaline going. (laughs) Oh yeah. Diamonds, beautiful. (laughs) Okay. Best decision. Best decision. I'm torn on that one. But I think most recently, the best decision was to move to Australia and play for another underdog team and then come out like we got second place. They hadn't Adelaide hasn't been in the finals in years. Just being able to be a part of that and the imports that went to Adelaide this past year really helped bring the community of Adelaide, everyone in the town together. I was doing some podcasts there and just talking about the team and how great everyone was and how much chemistry we had and it kind of spread beyond our team to the hockey community the men's team all their fans started coming to watch us we had never filled our stadium before and we had more fans than the boys had I think just being able to be a part of that and bring all those people together was such a it was such a great decision and knowing that that's what they needed and how they came out of that was so rewarding that's so unreal especially for any girl sport to like fill up a whole stadium like hell yeah Yeah. it was nuts i bet that sounds like fun to play in front of Mm. oh yeah definitely okay i threw in the word festival for you i don't know if you want to know what i was saying (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's up to you we hear the next one (laughs) (laughs) music (laughs) 
funniest hockey moment? Okay. Personally, there was this game. It was like a really big game at UMass. It was at home. I actually think it was like the quarterfinals for your league or something. I got a breakout pass and I went on a breakaway. The loops of my laces were like bunny ears. They were just very long. And when I was doing a crossover, my like right toe got stuck into the lace, like the loop of my left boot, and I face planted it on a breakaway. Yeah, it was probably the most embarrassing thing in my life. <laughs> and the oh, door man. to get onto the bench was right there. So I just like crawled to the door. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Get <laughs> <laughs> me off the ice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good times. Are you going to play men's league this year now that you're just coaching? I'm definitely going to find some league in Boston. Um, yeah. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to join. I'll probably I'll join the PWHPA. I don't know if I'll actively play. It depends on like, honestly, it depends on the coach. If it's the coach that I had the last year in Boston, I won't. But if it's somebody else, I will definitely give it a shot because, you know, they're trying to produce the best teams that they can to kind of produce the PWHPA league. So there's a lot of girls that are just kind of practicing with them, but not getting anything else out of it. I just like, I haven't fully had that transition of not playing hockey and then going to real life. Like once I graduated college, I continued to play hockey and up until last year and I it's going to be quite a change for me not being a part of a team or not working towards something but yeah beer link would be great it's fun like it's definitely a little bit of a lower level depending on where yeah. you're playing but it's yeah. so much fun because you just show up and you're like yeah. bring like a six-pack in your hockey yeah. bag to the locker room <laughs> I'm excited like and then having the hardos there it's like oh you're stupid <laughs> And they are. There are some crazy hardos in yeah. men's league. That's because they didn't have that opportunity. And they're mm. still trying to make it to the show. Do you want to hear a funny story? Yes, please. So I worked at the ice rink here in South Lake for a long time. Mm-hmm. And there was one year that they decided, because normally, like, the men's league players all create their own teams. Yeah. And it got too repetitive. Every season was the same. So they decided to create a draft. Mm. And the captains for the drafts were one my boyfriend two my boss and then three the um captain of like the junior team that was here who's like my really good friend and then it was a couple other people that were like I think there were two more teams and they're like both my co-workers or something yeah and so I'm like okay like I'm not the best I don't think I'm gonna go first round probably won't go second it gets down to the seventh round and I'm like are you kidding me like Tyler like we're breaking up right now I'm quitting my job I'm fucking never talking to any of you ever again and then finally I get picked by the junior coach and he tried to like run our men's league game like it was a junior game so it was my shift to go out and he's like Kelsey you sit I'm gonna go out and I was like no like this is men's league yeah they got so competitive I was like oh my god like so funny did like everyone on the teams kind of know each other too yeah everyone's it's like such a small town here yeah but in the summer so like the fall and spring hockey like men's league season is so chill and then in the summer you get all the kids that come back from college so like the level goes up so high and it becomes so competitive that's so funny you guys should have like whatever the winning team like the winning team gets like three cases of beer and like a big party I think that's what they do they get like a bunch of free beers and then it's like a party at the bar across the street it's so much fun that's so good (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, I think. Did you guys celebrate hard after you won in Plattsburgh? Yeah. Well, I didn't sleep that night. <sighs> I walked into my dorm room at 8 a.m. It was a struggle. I don't think I changed. Like, I wore the same thing that week. No, every it was just literally a week-long bender. Like, everyone <laughs> showed up to class, but everyone was so drunk the whole time. And at Plattsburgh, the bars that were downtown, there was like six bars maybe. Every night during the week, they had like like cheap beer. So Mondays was chug-a-mug. So you ha- you go have this plastic mug that you buy at the bar, dollar to fill up this huge mug of beer. So that was Monday. Tuesday was two furs. You go to this bar, 
you buy one drink, you get one free. Wednesday was like karaoke night and they had like buy one, get one free. Thursday was Thirsty Thursday. So you go to this different bar and they had a different sale. It was, I don't remember much, but I (laughs) told that it was a good time. Love it. Love it. (laughs) We did it the way that you should. Definitely. It was fun. And we had so many of the other teams, like the men's lacrosse team, the women's soccer team, everyone. We were just all such great friends that everyone would just like, we were all just partied together. Every time someone had a game, like anytime one team won, like everyone would get together. But the only team that hated us was the men's hockey team because we were better than them. (laughs) (laughs) Are you excited or nervous to be a coach to transition to that different department of the game? I'm excited to help like girls this young realize their full potential. I'm there. I'm terrified to be that confident and that talkative to people, but it's something that I've been thinking about for so long. And I think the only reason why I haven't is because I keep telling myself that I don't have that experience. So it's hard for me to give my word to people, but I've been thinking a lot about it and like how I want to be a coach is a big thing. Like how I would want to teach these girls, like taking all the bits and pieces from different coaches and trying to make my own coaching style that way, which I'm really excited about. I think if this year goes well, hopefully that this kind of start is the foundation of a new career path for me. So I would love to coach college. That would be a dream now. Like I didn't know that it was a dream, but after playing the game for so long, like just passing down what I know to other people would just be so rewarding. I'm excited. Would you want to coach at your alma mater? I wouldn't not. But it would it depends on the opportunity. If I if there is an opportunity, I wouldn't pass it up. So it's just kind of more of a waiting game. But something it's like it's exciting to know that there's something possible there. So good luck with it. 14 year old girls can be difficult sometimes. Girls I don't think are gonna be the problem. It's the parents that I'm more worried about. Yeah. Like and their the parents are paying for them to like play hockey there and I think the 14-year-olds are going to school through, like, the Shamrocks education program, which is going to be interesting because they spend all day at the rink doing schoolwork and then practicing and then doing off-ice. So it's a lot of it's a lot of time with them, and I know that I'll be getting a lot of emails and phone calls from parents, and I think that communicating with them is going to be a lot more difficult than actually communicating to the girls. Hockey parents are crazy. They're crazy. In one way or another, like, they're tapped, and I fully get it. I hope that they just trust the process and and it's really hard to have a parent that's never played hockey before or played in this kind of situation this environment they see one thing but that's not really what's going on so it's kind of it's convincing them and then making them feel confident and comfortable in my ability to help their kids that's probably my biggest concern you know hockey parents are hockey parents they're gonna be they want the best for their kids and you can't blame them so we shall see I have faith in you thank you I need it <laughs> I thought one other thing that would be fun to talk about is the fact that New Hampton promised us that we would have this like brand new rink. When did we graduate? I graduated in 2014. So I think they said we would have this brand new rink by like 2012. And we played forever in like a yeah literally outdoors their new ring have you seen the new ring i did like their virtual tour when they were building it and it looked unreal it's gorgeous it's huge and it's very well made like it's in like a great spot on campus as well but i'm honestly so happy we played in that outdoor rink like getting that experience was like amazing playing in a barn with two walls right it was like nothing else you get it's naturally cold so it was very different but it was it was so cool to do like you don't there are not there aren't barns like that anymore so I'm I'm honestly thankful that we got to play in that even though the one of the main reasons why I went to New Hampton was because of the new rink (laughs) it's okay we finally got it do you remember Callie got frostbite no yeah so I don't know if that was the year after you left but we skated the night before and she forgot to air out her socks oh my god and then we had practice at like 6am in the morning in this outdoor like rink and she got what no 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 I think it had to have been a game because there was like for some reason she wasn't skating so I think it was a game and she was like sitting or something and her toes started freeze and she ended up getting like frostbite on like one or two of her toes from these like wet socks that she was wearing did she have to get them amputated I don't think it went that far oh my god (laughs) 
That was my worst fear. We would put like socks in our like yeah. on our ear protection and like Vaseline on our face yeah, so it wouldn't freeze. Yeah. Oh my god. Really was, was an experience so like no cool. other. It was insane. <laughs> Not many people can say they've done that. So I'll take it. But I definitely don't want to do this again. <laughs> so, Good for Churchill for putting up with it for so long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Church is the man though. He's he really is. He was like a savior to me in high school. He was so great. Literally. He off the record. You know about this probably. When we were in oh no, you I don't think you were there yet. My first year, like one of the first couple weekends, I got drunk. Church was like riding his bike around campus trying to find me because he he got word that like I was drinking or whatever. And he like rode his bike literally everywhere and he found me at the lower field and he like started yelling at me and like I was like, Okay, I won't do it anymore. So like the last <laughs> I was like I was so innocent for the most part, like all through New Hampton because I was like, I don't want to get kicked out. Like church is right, my parents were pissed, like yeah. it's not worth it. So I was like, goody two shoes, which isn't a bad thing, but I definitely didn't get out there and do like a lot of fun things because I was scared that I was going to get expelled. <laughs> you said off the record. Do you want me to cut that part out? Yeah, off the record. Put <laughs> okay. that in. I mean, you can put it in the podcast. It's fine. I don't care. Just making sure. I want to make sure everyone's comfortable with what's going out there. Oh, yeah. You can put it in there. I don't care. <laughs> I don't think it was that bad. I could say worse things, but I won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like everyone that I've had on here so far, I'm like, oh, give me a good story. And they all like want to say the first one that comes to their mind where it's like you're drunk and like, yeah, you just can't. And then it's like some like stupid, like, oh, rookie idol or this and that. And you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, what else happened there? A lot. So much <laughs> happened. Remember the videos we used to make in our room? Yeah. <laughs> the vines. We made so many dancing vines. It was oh. fun. It was That's a good place to be. It was the best place to be. And we have the best room in that freaking place. Easy. <laughs> yeah, easy. Just because it was us and like everyone else was them. So <laughs> we had the best room bathmate, actually. I know. Shit, I forget the girl's name. It was like Katie Campbell and Mandy. And, and Mandy Brady. Yeah, That's right. Me. And we shared a bathroom with oh, so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Neither of them are about hockey, so I don't think they'll listen to this. <laughs> love it do you have anything else you want to add in before i finish this off no i don't think so do you have any more questions <laughs> let me go through my list i think we covered them all pretty well perfect yeah. if you need to do anything like else with getting this all set up and whatever for you just let me know like i've got unlimited time now well i was like i am in my mind i have this vision that i will go like do like a tour type thing with this like go yeah. visit maybe different teams and different areas areas and do yeah. YouTube videos and podcasts like that. And so I'm looking for a videographer or someone who's like willing to get involved and learn this whole mm -hmm. thing with me yeah. and travel with me. So I was going to ask you to do that, but it kind of sounds like you have the whole coaching thing figured yeah. out right now. So I'll go back to my chalkboard trying to figure out who could go with me on all if these you're trips. ever in like New England, I'm there, like hands down, easy. Love it. So let, just let me know. And I can, obviously I can talk to um, a lot of the girls that like I played with over there as well and kind of get them on board. Perfect. So, That's and I'll what talk I want. To WHPA as well because I'm gonna okay. them. I know um if the people I think are still like work there when I left are still working there then I'll have an easy connection to get into contact with management and kind of get put this or across their view and see what they say and I know there's so many girls there that would love to do a podcast so that would be unreal good okay fine you're the best for doing this thank you of course it's so good to see your face i miss you so much miss you also um i will let you know when i'm heading to boston and hopefully i can stop where you are and we can say hi and get lunch or catch up for a bit perfect